Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. Nasua. New rule. Co-producer Smarts. Jerz is in the building with us. Oh, wait. Hold on. Jerz is in the building with us. Jerz, how you getting here? Hey, man. I appreciate the fact that y'all miss me. You heard? Jerz, we love you. It. You already know. Smarts, how are you, sir? Everything is all right, man. You know, I had I, I lost it. I had a little moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got triggered. Okay. And, you know, by the whole protest at the Barclay. Well, you're going to talk about that later on. Yeah, you're yeah. going to talk about that later on. Other all right. That, other than that, I'm good. Yo, shout out to Shakur Stevenson for knocking mother the mother out. All right. You know what I'm saying? He over there putting opponents' eyes wide shut out here on these streets. And he a North guy, so I got to shout him out. You already know. This is going to be a great episode, another fun episode, another great piece of audio business. But let's start the game. All right. Seems like Daddy Daycare is up for discussion. A coalition of concerned fathers stepped up at a local high school after a series of fights broke out over a course of a week. The watch group goes by Dads on Duty, a team of about 40 dads in Shreveport, Louisiana. Their kids go to a school called Southwood. Now, in Southwood, there were so many brawls in such a short time span, some of which were captured on video and shared on social media, these fathers figured out that it was time to get involved. So what they did was they started patrolling the hallways, being hall monitors, patrolmen, and all those other type of people that hang out at school that are like not students. <laughs> <laughs> So far, the effort is working. According to CBS News, there have been zero incidents since September and students are confessing that having their dads actually helps their bad behavior. Well, it helps deter their bad behavior. Mm -hmm. One student says the look a dad may shoot at their kid while they're just doing the BS works wonders on others. And the mere presence of familiar father figures in the community appears to be making a major impact at Southwood High School in providing a sense of safety. Even on a tension level, these guys have helped joking with students and making sure everyone gets to class on time. Smarts, Jers, I ask you, is it the bullshit that the school district won't carve out a $1.6 million budget to give these 40 unemployed fathers a $40,000 a year teacher assisted job? Word, I thought she was going to say t-shirt budget. <laughs> wow. I'm they just saying. D.O.D. in every color. Come Yo, away. listen, listen. First of all, first of all, if 40 grown men are just chilling during school hours, yo. Yeah, pay them. Pay them. They need work. You know yeah, what I'm saying? They, they, they need work. Need something they need do. something to do. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not a father. But if I had a child, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be there. I'd probably be at work. I got work to do. While my kid is brawling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my kid wilding? Of course he's wilding. <laughs> I'm at work. I'm at work. <laughs> Take care of that for me. Looks like when Stephen A. Smith shoots his shot, he misses. As reported on Hot New Hip Hop, on first take, you know, Stephen A. Smith show, during Smith's commentary on the game, he made an interesting comment about Iggy Azalea. He was seemingly happy she attended. Smith said, Let me be very clear. <laughs> At the garden last night, let's not forget Iggy Azalea. She was there. And when Stephen A. Smith made this remark, 
He had a smirk on his face. Then he continued. We like to see her there. It's just important to me. And the other hosts began to laugh. Of course they did. It was like Stephen A went in full-blown cartoon mode. But then he continued to thirst over this rapper. Uh-oh. He also made it clear that he wasn't familiar with none of her music. And when was asked what was his favorite song, he quickly replied, I don't know. Smarts, Jers, is it the bull that we never see Stephen A. Smith thirst trapping for one of our black film C sisters live on ESPN? Well, he's been getting a bad rap lately because he, uh, yeah, some BS. Absolutely. You know, you know how it go, man. The older you get, the more, uh, the more the, the more you hate, the more you hate your own kind. <clears throat> wow. I mean, he's always hated his own kind. Jers, Jers, you're gonna like this one. You remember the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase? Absolutely. Well. (laughs) According to FightFu.com and the Mississippi Free Press, former NFL quarterback Brett Favre and WWE legend, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, made the news over a Mississippi welfare fund scandal and now owes money that should be going to needy families. According to the Mississippi Free Press, the WWE Hall of Famer, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase must pay $722,299 to the state over funds that his Christian ministry, Heart of David Ministries, received. The Heart of David Ministries, ran by the Million Dollar Man, initially owed $2,126,739 in federal funds through the Mississippi Department of Human Resources. I'm sorry through the Mississippi Department of Human Services, my apologies, since 2017. The money came from the federal government's Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Program. Think that's a lot? Well, check out what the sons of Ted DiBiase Jr., which is probably the thousand dollar man who also got into the WWE ring. He owes $3.9 million. And then another son, Brett DiBiase, he may be the hundred dollar man but he also became the deputy administrator for the Mississippi Department of Health Services, which Aww. means he was the million dollar mole who built the pipeline for the church's money, wow. no pun intended, and he has to pay back $225,950. Smarts, jurors, I ask you, is it the bullshit that the limo that the million dollar man been running around with is basically built off of WIC checks? Wow, wow. Facts. All I'm going to say this again. Where do these people find these jobs? He got his son in the position to funnel money to the... And listen, we, we, we not paying attention, man. And finally, and finally, and finally, I love this. Road is born. 66 episodes and counting. When keeping it white goes wrong, smarts. Check me out, Jersey. Here we go. A New Jersey teaching assistant was suspended by the Ridgefield School District after an alleged incident just last week in which a Muslim American student claimed he was called a terrorist after asking a question during math class. Mohamed Zubi, a senior at Ridgefield Memorial High School, said the class was working on a project last Wednesday and he raised his hand to ask if students could have more time to finish the assignment when the assistant teacher allegedly responded saying, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Wow. Zubi looked around at a loss for words, completely shocked, as he told CNN. He said the entire class heard the exchange and he asked the girl behind him to make sure that's what the assistant teacher said and she confirmed that's what she heard. 
Zuby, a 17-year-old senior and future scholar, said the assistant teacher came up to him a few minutes later, patted him on the back, and said he didn't mean it like that. And in his head, he was like, well, what other way he could have meant it? Smarts, I ask you. Jers, I ask you. Smarts, I ask you. Jers, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Jers, I ask you. I ask you, Jers. Smarts, Jers, 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 and Smarts. One of you, I ask you. Go ahead, man. All right. Is it the bull that America doesn't negotiate with high school Muslim American students in math class who will eventually become tomorrow's engineers, doctors, and entrepreneurs. But America does negotiate with high school white American students that shot up Calabar, Newton, and Parkland. You ain't gotta answer that. Word. Thank you. F- you. Don't go to school. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of us. I'm a Everybody on they Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird. 40 on the Yeah, I'll make the nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest honey badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority and will be departing in five minutes. Once again, we appreciate your business. With that being said, this flight ain't cheap. Donate to the cash app, dollar sign the late night flight. Now, it might be a little turbulence, but we are predicting clear skies on our way back to Jersey. But before we do, do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG to click the link tree in the bio. Chirp at us on Twitter at the late night flight. And you can catch all 66 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, The Late Night QR Scan, wherever, wherever, wherever podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Welcome back to the late night flight Nassua, new rule. And before Keisha says one word to you, before Baby K with the AK says two words to you, before light skin Keisha says one, two, three words to you. I want to let y'all know that Keisha gets on my god nerves. Keisha always want to tell me, Nassua, new rule, the greatest handy badger who's ever lived. You know, the one who created the show about how I should run my show. Yo, you should put your bloopers out there, yo. I, I I like some funny things that you do and you don't even put it on the show. And I'd be like, yo, this woman is terrible. Can you please send that information out to the late night flight at gmail.com? Send it there. Don't send it to me. No, nah, no, nah, I got your number. All right, I'm gonna text you and you're gonna give me a call. And I ain't gonna lie. If you seen the product of Jersey at the product of Jersey on Instagram, you'd be like, you know what? I'll pick up my phone, sure. Why would I not? But, but before we get into that, before I get into the skit that I wanna play to you and then we'll play for you, Keisha, and then we'll get into the cuff cars. Um, I want to shout out your personal trainer, the woman that is following me on the late night flight now or at the late night flight on IG. Who is that again? You ain't got to say her whole name, but who, but who is that? Well, actually her name Q and she actually put me up on my personal trainer. We both be in the gym. So yeah, definitely. That's the homie. Oh yes, she is the homie. Yes, she is. Yes. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, if you ever need someone to shoot in the gym, I got a mean stroke. Anyway, listen. Wow. 
the stroke with the wrist or the, the lower legs. I mean, what, what that's a that's a Stephen Curry joke. Anyway, um. listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, hear, hear me out. So, I like to do a thing called the lightning round. The lightning round is a, in my opinion, a very good way to help introverted people learn more about other introverted people. So we're trying to do these icebreakers, learn each other's personalities. And this is the first time I did it with my friends when we, uh, well, my business partners, rather, we was at Multiverse Studios. We did episode, I forgot what number this episode was, but we did the Late Night Flight Brunch Part 3. This is our most downloaded episode ever. This reached more than 1,000 downloads on Red Circle. This is crazy. But I'm going to flip it to you, Keisha. I'm going to like play it right now. Now I'm going to like play it. I am going to play it. <laughs> I'm going to play it right now, Keisha. Let me know what you think about it on the other side, all right? All right. Here we go. Yeah, all right, bro. So name a line that you have used to curve women. I'll call you back. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Name the make and model of a car that's boss. 1975 Pontiac GTO. Right. Name a female celebrity that wouldn't mind, that you wouldn't mind getting caught in bed in the hot tub with in front of your wife. Jay Cargill. Please look her up. She's a wrestler on AEW. Uh -huh. I know who you're talking about. My God. Okay. 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 All right. What create the name of the next track artist? That Freddie Four Stacks. I got it. Freddie, Freddie Four Stacks. Okay. Okay. Polly. Uh, Polly. What? Polly or Morris or monogamous? Monogamous. Monogamous. All right. Cool. Cool. What you think? I like that. You like that? I like all that. I'm still in Freddie Four Stacks. Just so you know, wasn't copyright. Is mine now. <laughs> Nah, you baby K with the AK. <laughs> I got to get some background sound. Smarts, get some background sound for that. We got to do that. Baby K with the AK. And then we just need like a contra bullet machine gun just going on. Right at that, 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 that. Right, the 50 cal. Word up. Oh, shoot. Suggestions. Oh, uh, I got you. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Yo, so first of all, I, I, I really felt this though. I can get through that much faster. So the, the idea of the lightning round is you're supposed to play it like how you would play fast money on Family Feud, where you're supposed to do this in 60 seconds or less. Okay. No one can't do that, though. So now it's just an icebreaker now. And it would be much quicker if Smarts can just, you know, get the words out of his mouth right. You know what I mean? He just like, <laughs> who would you, um, you know, uh, uh, to the, you know, to the bed, the, the tub. No, you said hot tub, right? No, but I, but the bed, you know, it's the same place. Uh, who, who would that person be? I'm like, oh my God. Come on, get to it. <laughs> who, who, who would be your trap, um, in the person in the banjo. No, no, not the banjo. B E I E I O. No, no, the trap. That's the trap. Who who would be your trap artist? It's like, God, shut the mother f like God. Woo. Damn. Don't do smarts like that. Don't do smarts like that. Yo, come on, man. No, no, I mean, this is this is an educated brother. He wants to sit here and have a conversation with you for two hours. Like I call I call him clubhouse talkers. That's where he met you at anyway. All y'all clubhouse talkers, y'all just long form talkers. Y'all be talking about like for you rap for two hours. I'll be like, yo, <laughs> shut up, yo. What is wrong with you, yo? But anyway. Wow. You ready to play these cup cards, young lady? Yes, I'm ready. Let's get to the card. Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. I think this card always gets 
plucked out every time a woman is on the show. But since you are my permanent woman on this show, I'm going to have to ask you for the first and last time, who wins a girl's heart easily? A, a funny guy. B, a romantic guy. C, a rich guy. Or D, a cute guy. I'm going to say the funny guy. You're going to say the funny guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Repeat that. You said a funny guy and why? I'm sorry. He got to have a charisma. See, this is funny because I always think that none of these answers are correct. The correct answer is an old guy. Okay, the next one. Let's go. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What are your biggest fears about relationships? What are your biggest fears about relationships, Keisha? Um, I guess falling in love with somebody and they not really in love with you. It's not reciprocated. Oh. And wasting your time. Like time, you can't get that back. You know what I mean? Just oh don't God. play. Don't don't BS, you know? Oh my God, Tom. That is that is the woman's excuse for life. Don't waste my time. Like, okay. Don't wait. <laughs> Literally. Oh, please. Like, you ain't doing nothing. Was laying down, just chilling. He wasn't doing nothing. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on, fall in love with me. My, my biggest fear about relationships is just saying yes to a relationship. So let's go to the next one. All right. I can't. Is it okay to accept gifts from someone who is interested in you if you are in, in I'm sorry. Is it okay to accept gifts from someone who is interested in you if you are in a relationship? No, it's not. It's not okay at all. But what if it was gas money? Think so about it. The, I mean, if the person interested in you and they know you with somebody and I mean, you just, they want to help you out and, you, you know, and they know your cash app and they just send it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can send it back to them later. Listen, all I'm saying is, you know what I'm saying? Don't let me share a woman. I'm going to share a woman. Don't let me share a car with a woman, okay? Because if I find out that that car is on a full tank out of nowhere and I know she don't be putting no gas in it anywhere, I'm asking questions. Hey, hey, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> going on, Stacy? Why my car got a full tank of gas in here today? It's Wednesday. I don't put no full tank in it until Friday morning when I get paid. What's going on? Get out of here. You just be happy Stacy hooked you up with the gas money. Nah, I don't, I don't know what Stacy did to get that gas pump up. I don't know what happened. I, uh-uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, stay home. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's terrible. Is it okay to dance with someone else at a club if you're in a relationship? I mean, depending on how you're dancing. Like, free dancing? No. Like, if you out and y'all just doing like a one-two step you know what I mean? That person cool with you. That's fine. Keisha. Space in between. Keisha, I want to I wanna hug you when I see you. I like you, yo. Because this, this card right here, when I pull, pulled it out, when I pulled out this card, I was like, yo, I never asked myself this question. And you just basically answered it. Of course, I'm going to say it a little funnier, but you just answered, you just answered it. Because here's the thing. Culturally, the way we dance... Nah, you can't be doing that dancing. Nah, because we do butt to d- We ain't, nah. Nah. Nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Ain't all, what you ain't, yo, you better be doing that two step. What? You ain't, what? What? I wish you would. I wish a woman would, yo. Talk about something. It's all good. No, it's not, yo. 
Cause dudes, the problem is it's 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 us. It's the mannerisms of a man where I'm like, nah, that can't go down. The only way if a woman feels like I really just want to just party and just let loose, however I do, don't worry, the so I'm coming home to you. We both going to the club in sweatpants. Like we going like normal. <laughs> All right, I'm. I don't care. I'm keeping it G. Like that's the only way we going, yo. Like we gotta look busted together. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it. If I had the product of Jersey on me and we just dancing, having a good time, she just wanna dance with some other guys, which is fine. And your fine start putting your on some other dude, they gonna they gonna talk about that like it's a rap line all day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that's a bar now. Like y'all just had my shit all up on me, like. <laughs> I to kill this now just for rep. I can't. <laughs> right. Just do a little two-step face to each other. That's it. You know, that's it. Nothing else. No doing the butt. None of that. Have you ever wanted to buy a sex toy but hesitated? Um, nah. Nope. Not at all. I don't have I'm any a- words about that because I, I never bought a sex toy. I, I thought... I thought one night stands was toy enough. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely. And thank you for flying the late night flight. Welcome back to the late night flight, Nassau. New rule. Co-producer, Smarts, Jers. We're about to get into this NFL talk. But before we even get into that, Smarts, you want some bullshit. Let me tell you something, brother. Me and Jers could easily do an NFL Sunday get-together every Sunday right here at Multiverse Studios. We got the projector screen. The projector screen is bigger than me, okay? Mm-hmm. We can watch all the NFL Sunday games. And even if, even if we want to get lazy about it and just, and just get NFL red zone, it'd be all good too. Cause we get, at least we get to see people score. We'd be good. Okay. What's the problem? Y'all can do it. What's the problem? I'm not stopping y'all. I, I don't, I didn't know that there was a problem. Right. Oh, was? <laughs> it wasn't? I didn't nah. know there was a problem. Oh, I'm sorry. There's never a problem. Maybe I just be talking to myself with these ideas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just won't be here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's what happened. He going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gonna be, he gonna be. So check me out. I want to get into this NFL discussion with y'all. So I was reading this, uh, reading this text that Smarts gave me. It was an article from the Daily News. And according to the dailynews.com, the NFL agreed to end race-based adjustments in dimension testing. Huh? What? Now, what that means is mm-hmm. they've been doing this, uh, this psychological cognitive testing called race norming, where based on one black American cognitive testing skills versus another black American's cognitive testing skills, which they already consider low mm. based on our upbringing. This is, mm. this is, this is facts. This is, this is stuff you can actually like Google and study and you can say, thank you, Nasor. All right. Well, thank smarts first, but, th- but thank me for uh, articulating this. All right. Anyway, so this is a real problem that they had in the NFL. And of course they had 60% of Players, well, not sixty percent of players. I'm sorry, out of the hundred percent of players, sixty percent of them are black. Mm-hmm. Like this is like we run America in the NFL. Like, like you already know what color is America. 
Yep. But the NFL, if the NFL was America, this is what we would want right here as far as black Americans. Like, yo, we are the majority. But they use that against us where they found a way to say, okay, we're going to use this race norming tactic to not pay every single one of you because we know there is too many of you and it's just that's just a lot of money that we may have to lose. Now, I asked Smarts to separate the business from the race. I want to see what he's going to say. Jersey, if you got something to say, you can come right after him. And then I'll just, you know, end this all up. Uh, I said end this all up. Wait, 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 I wait. will just conclude this and it. we'll keep it going. What's right, up, sir? Quick, yes. Quick, quick, quick question. What's up? Lose money how? In a, in a lawsuit or lose money during the season to pay them more? I, I'm trying to understand that part. Okay, so let's say you're a retiree from the NFL. Okay. Let's say you've been retired for five years. Uh-huh. And you heard that the the NFL is giving out money, let's say up to five hundred thousand dollars. Let's say somewhere between two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars, and you have to take this test to see if you have this type two dementia. All right, mm-hmm. and let's say doctors already said you have it, mm-hmm. but the NFL get to point their doctors to you, mm-hmm. and they're going to say you don't got it, or you may have it, but we still can't give you the money. Uh, right, you don't reach okay. the threshold Understood. to qualify for the five hundred thousand dollar payment. So, with that being said, Smarts, mm-hmm. what say you? Okay, so you want me to try to understand the business part of it? It's the, it's the perfect business plan, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much money we can make off of black bodies that we can keep. Let's make as much money off we as we can off of black labor as we possibly can. That's the business part, which is the racism part. It just goes back to good old slavery. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If the NFL was all white or if the NFL was all brown, yeah, they would still try yes. to find a way to get the bag off the bodies, though, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But in this case, so I'm just saying because you, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. It's just that because you said the black bodies. The, I was just black, saying they the can black, be any color no, bodies. The they, body, they're gonna make the money off of them. the black bodies comes off the cognitive test that they were using. So they're saying um, black people are different from white people, right? Like they were saying black people are inferior to white people, or black people are one third of a person than a white person. So the fact that they were giving one cognitive test to one nationality to another is just diverting that money to the one that that's quote unquote more superior. Because if we were already looked at as inferior when taking a test to begin with, we don't get the money in the same number or percentage as they get the money. There's more of us in the league, which means we make the most money for the league. Okay, so here's my thing to that real fast. Okay. No, real fast. Sure. The NFL acts like Donald Trump. And what I mean by this, and I don't mean to use his name, but I like the salesman of him, where he is about whatever is the most on the table. The NFL right now is trying to be as diverse as they can. Oh, gay people like us? Let's do more gay things. Okay. Oh, black women like us? Let's do more black women things. No, get a, get a black woman. Make her a referee. We'll do whatever it takes for all of you to like us. We can't lose any of you. We love all of you. So here's my thing. The reason why I say that is, no disrespect, 
to your to your concept, and I'm I'm eighty percent with your concept. Okay, my twenty percent where I'm like, okay, uh, is because some white people gonna have to get that bag because they have to make it seem diverse. Yes, I understand. That's that. the move. No, I'm just saying, yeah, but no, that's the I move. That. So if I have to sacrifice a few black brothers, mm-hmm. I gotta. I got to select a few, not select a few, I got to uh, deselect a few Arizona Cardinals that only had a five-year run at it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so be it. Mm-hmm. Because they know the, the creme de la creme of the black Americans that play ball, the, the Ray Lewis's of the world, or your, your Michael Vicks, the ones that made $100 million twice on over. Right. They ain't even looking at that money. Deion Sanders ain't been playing since the mid-90s. And that man ain't never want to look for a, this type of dimension check. However, we're talking about a player such as Naj- Najee Davenport who actually fought, got his lawyer to file a foul lawsuit yeah. against the NFL mm-hmm. and won, and now we get in the mil- a billion, not we, I'm sorry, why well, is we, because you already know what I represent. Yeah. But I'm saying, we get a billion dollar settlement in this, which is great. Which is awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just think that, I, it reminds me of this movie from, uh, you ever seen the Rainmaker Jers? Mm-hmm. With Matt Damon and Danny DeVito, and they were uh, they the mother whose son died. She filed a lawsuit against the insurance company because it was their job to keep people that were trying to get this bone marrow transplant or whatever type of transplants to d- deny them, even if it was stone cold true. You can look at them dead in the face like they need this transplant. You know they can't afford this. We have to help them. They had to go through this insurance and they found any any type of way to keep them to say no because they're trying to keep the, keep the money. That's what the NFL is going to do. It's their job to do no matter what color is on the field. However, what's racist about it was the fact that they had to use this race norming tactic in order to keep the bag. That was crazy. Okay, and I'm just going to point out all the scandal, all the controversy, over the past few years, up into the last couple of weeks with Gruden. Basically, it's always been a race issue in the, in, in the NFL, where there's a small minority of people who are obviously not black that own the teams, right? And they, they work those guys. I'm, we can go, to, I'm not going to, you, that's it. I'm gonna leave it right there. No, I mean, but but why why you want to jump into a whole other thing? Why because, you can't just keep it, it at down. the at because the insurance it, because it trickles thing. down to that? Okay, it's, it's a it's a common it's a common thread. It's a common denominator. It's 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 common. It's it's a it's a basis to why the black people always get shortchanged. Not saying not black not that many black people were getting the five hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar benefit. What I'm saying is they were making it as difficult. And hard as possible for them to get it. So let's flip the script. What if what if the sixty percent was white people? If sixty percent, they, they would still run the same cognitive test. Would you? How about that? Would would you? You should run the cognitive test. Um, the you should run a cognitive test. That's not the issue. It's the type of cognitive test they were running. Right. They were running one type that would. They were running a type that was race based. What, okay, so what if the sixty percent was white people and you did a race based cognitive test? It would be wrong. It would still be wrong. Okay, so I'm going to end it in by saying this: Number one, the NFL should have been to jail because race norming was banned by the 1991 Civil Rights Act. 
Right, that's number one. So they got to use something that was banned, shouldn't even been here. It's a that's a that's supposed to be a federal crime. But you know, no one's gonna send Jerry Jones to the stand on that. So got too much money on the shield, too much money on the shield. That's number one. And number two, all right, we all did a good job, and and I thank you, smarts, for for not almost doing what I knew you was going to do and just like make it into the 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 Malcolm X 1920 racism <laughs> law. Look, bro, you got to realize something. White people are a little, just a little, maybe not all the way mad, but maybe because of DraftKings, we could bet on each other now, whatever, no problem for the money. But, <laughs> but you know, now everybody's in auction now. Wow. <laughs> but but the, the point the point I'm making about that is in the 50s, it was all white. Yeah. Basketball, all white. Remember, remember, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Canada with the peace tree and the Drake and the peace trees, you know what I'm saying? The ones that look like Drake. Yeah, funny Drake. Love you. Um, I'm just saying. And now it looks a lot different. It's a lot of shades of brown out here from the light to the dark. We, we running this on a whole nother level. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What the f***? This, that pilot right here. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight Nassua. New rule. Light-skinned Keisha's with me. We about to talk about Queens, that new show that got the dark-skinned sister from Power. By the way, she's from Orange, New Jersey. Shout out to her. Then we got Angie Martinez. I don't think it's Angie Martinez, but what if it was? Would that be better? Who knows? Um, then you got Eve, who is, by the way, not only one of the best female rappers ever, she's actually one of the best female rappers to turn into an actress. She's really good. Like, people don't know. I ain't saying she's really good. But as far as if you put her on a roll on your show, I promise you Eve won't f*** it up. That's one thing I will say. She will not do that. And then you have Brandy, Moesha. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I am a fan of the show Moesha. I was never a fan of Brandy acting. But Keisha has something different to say about that. Now, I'm very impressed with the fact that this show is out because it reminds me of what Lee Daniels put out years ago with Empire. Now, Empire, to some people may think that Empire was just out like two years ago. No, it came out like, what, 2014, 2015? It was a while ago. But that show, to me, started something different as far as in the black community on television because that was a different type of show. Usually on television, Keisha, you see a cop show, a hospital show, a cop show, a hospital show, a bunch of love sitcoms. And again, back to a cop show, a hospital show, maybe even a fireman, uh, a fireman show now. So when I saw Lee Daniels put out Empire and it had this whole rap culture, rap beef, sort of also Def Jam type of vibe going on. I'm like, oh, okay. They trying to speak to something. They trying to speak to a community over here. This is really good. I like this. And fast forward, you see, you get to see Star. Glee was very popular for the white American community or people that just like plays in theater in particular. And now we have Queens. And Queens is not 
this gutter hip hop film C documentary type of thing, which I thought it was going to be. Like, I would have liked to see four women of today. Like, if you told me Cash Doll, Tiara Rack, I'm sorry, Tiara Rack, I'm sorry. Cash Doll, Tiara Wack, yes, from Philadelphia, um, Megan Thee Stallion, and let's say Raspity. If those four sisters got to play this part, I would have been like, oh, I'm, I'm willing to see it until I saw what the trailer was. And I realized like, oh, this is about 40 year old women about to bring it back. So this is, this is imagine salt and pepper said, it, we going back on tour, which they can easily do. They can go right overseas and go do that. I'm pretty sure they're doing that right now. Like those women are amazing. But anyway, Keisha, am I crazy? Should it be four rap women? Four female MCs that we all know and love, like a Cardi B, a Nicki, a Tierra Wack, and a Megan Thee Stallion. Or did you like the whole acting style of this of of this drama where you have uh I, I don't I don't I don't know what to call these uh, four sisters together. I mean, one is seven oh two, one is a one is a singer, the other one is a a, a Grammy Award singer. And then you got Eve, Rough Rider herself, Miss Rough Rider. And then I don't know who this sister is. And, and I feel bad that I'm saying it like that because if for all my, my Hispanic and Latinx listeners of the show, I'm not knocking her. I just don't know who she is. That's why I'm saying I wish it was Angie Martinez because I could, I know who she is. All right. That's all I'm saying. But, but talk to me on this. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate the cast. I really honestly don't care for Butter Pecan, which is the girl that played the Spanish girl. I don't know. Uh, on the show, they say she's Puerto Rican. I really don't know her character either. I've never seen her before. She's like on the show with a bunch of people we know and she's the only nobody besides the producer. I think his name is Eric on the show. Um, I really don't care for her acting. I don't care for her rapping either, but her episode two, she never really had any bars anyway. So um, I believe Brandy's character, which is explicit lyrics, she was writing her rhymes anyway. So yeah, I, she was just added on, I guess, to add some uh, flavor. Oh, uh, she was the than, ghost. You're telling me yeah. Brandy was the ghost. She out here Styles P in it. I feel you. I feel you. Basically, Go ahead. Okay. She was basically ghost writing for her. And let me be honest, whoever is ghost writing for all of them, I think... Um, it's Jill the Thrill. Um, it's, um, that's the girl that I played in Power. Um, and she also the one from New Jersey. Um, Eve is playing Professor Sex. I don't even like that name, but, um, <laughs> then the new Spanish chick is Butter Pecan. <laughs> and then you have, um, I think Brandy name, I already said Brandy's name, but all of them, um, together, I, Whoever writes their rhymes, like I said, is doing a really good job doing that. But I don't like that they have Eve as this mom with all these children that ages are too too close together. I, I do really you know the ages? That. Do you do you know the ages? No, and that's another thing. It's okay. just a, it's like six kids, and they never even explain the ages. It just at the house she got a husband who got cancer somehow. In two episodes, he's better you know he's he's home and he did chemo and everything in two episodes his acting is terrible um it, the producer's acting is terrible i don't even remember his name i only remembered it because i looked it up um brandy surprisingly is doing a great job rapping Moesha. i mean yeah I, like she sung she sings too because she's trying to do her solo thing yeah yeah i don't like it it's, okay 
I think it's because they have her doing some type of folk singing. I don't I don't like the style of it. It's just not something that sounds good for Brandy to do. I like the rapping version of her better, to be honest. You was telling me this scene that you saw with a uh, a rapper friend of hers and it had something to do with a child. Could you explain that? I thought that was pretty cool and unique. Oh, yeah, it was Cameron. So Cameron came through. He did his little um cameo on the show. He had on the purple fur, you know, and the purple fur was like dragging in the back. I was like, okay, Cameron, come through. He did a little sequel with her. They uh-huh. actually were like uh, friends from back in the day. Right. And he came through for her because, you know, she in her 40s trying to do her own solo thing. And yeah. he bumped into her. She went back home to try to reconnect with her daughter. He bumped into her while they was out eating. And the daughter don't know who her dad is. So he kind of like, you know, let me join in with y'all to eat. So they all ordering their food. And then like, which was weird, the daughter and him both like, yo, can you add extra pickles? And then Brandy was like, kind of like, oh, snap, you know? So <laughs> later on, you know, after they have, you know, been talking and he helping her get her career together, he stopped at her place. Like, listen, I'm your daughter's father, right? So yeah, Cameron mm. and her had a little something going on back in the day and maybe even in the future. It's crazy that you're saying that, Keisha, because a few episodes ago, me and Jers was just chopping it up on the episode about this Instagram clip that we saw of Brandy and Cameron together. And we ain't understand why would those two be together? Not saying that they wouldn't. I mean, why not? They two dope black artists. Why? I mean, I say artists. Oh my God. As an artist, I apologize to all the independent artists. You know, goddamn well, there's no such thing as artists. It's artists. All right. But anyway, they're two dope black artists in their respective genres in the hip hop game. And, um, yeah, I didn't understand the odd couple either until Jers read this Instagram post. Now, this is about two minutes and we'll probably end it after this clip, but I want y'all to hear this clip. It's pretty funny. So, um, you was just showing me a rap artist and a R&B artist. All right. Two successful ones, by the way, and Cameron and Brandy. I guess they're looking to be the new Martin and Gina on Instagram. What's going on out here? I, I don't know what's going on. Um, but for like a week now, they've been like, you know, doing little things on social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is, you know, planned, whatever the case may be, but they doing something. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to set the stage for you real quick. Yes. Like, so, so Brandy is in Cam's trailer. Allegedly it's 6 a.m. Ah. And she's wearing this pink chinchilla coat. Okay. And she's rapping. They got computers putin. Get them, girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, I got she's doing this. Cam pops out of nowhere in the mirror behind her. Like Candyman. Right. right. So the caption goes, let me start by saying, I'm just here to do my part. Maybe I should do it in the camp with. Hey, yo, let me start by saying, I'm just here to do my part. I'm just a small fish in a big pond. I come early. I leave late. And I walk a straight line, man. I walk a straight line, man. You understand? I mean, I'm going to state my displeasure with Brandy being all in my trailer, 6 a.m., rummaging through my personal garments. Didn't want to question me about my lyrics. Look, at this point, Computers Putin is urban history. All right? It's urban history. He might have a point. He might he might have a point about Computers Putin being urban history, bro. Like, he might have. I mean, like, for years, we have been questioning what that means. And he don't even really have an answer. And then he capped it off. He finished it. He ain't capped it off. I'm sorry. Capped means something completely different in this day and age. Yes, yes. But um, he finished it off with, 
You know what I mean? Like, yo, I, I sing along and I don't ask questions. Do I ask you, Brandy, who you want to be down with? No. I write the song, <laughs> I sing it, and I mind my business. Very unprofessional. Listen, Keish. Listen, Keish. People make TV shows all day in the streets, B. You know what I'm saying? No saying? <laughs> no, nah, I can't even. I wish I did have that type of uh Cameron voice. Like I I could do a lot of different impressions, but I'm not gonna just do it like just jump out and just jump out the window and do it right now because it will probably be garbage. But anyway, yo, so overall, Keisha, do you think that this show that has averaged 1.4 million people watching it the last two weeks, do you think it's a good show? Do you think you will watch episode three? I definitely would watch episode three. You know, and mostly because, like I said, they got a really good ghostwriter. I really like Jill the Thrill's character over all all the other ones. Her character, her, her storyline, and um, even explicit lyrics, you know. And Cameron is an added dose of me watching it. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to watch it. We're about to get to our next destination. But before we do, we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me. You feel me? <laughs> I got bars. Oh, and give us a follow on Instagram at the Late Night Flight. And give us a like on Facebook, The Late Night Flight. And thank you for flying The Late Night Flight. Welcome back to The Late Night Flight, Nassua. New rule. Co-producer Smarts Jersey is with us. And I love our 10 minutes or less segment. I love it because we get to talk about so many more topics, but in so little time. Because to be honest with you, between or amongst me, you, and Jersey Smarts, we all busy. Yeah. We busy as hell. Jers, are we not? All the time. All the time. We don't really have time to deep dive and give you like 30 minutes of one specific topic. But except for Smarts. Smarts is a notified, bona fide clubhouse talker. Like he's a clubhouse talker. Like he wants to talk to you for 50 minutes about vaccinations and, and other things. See, and I'd be see, like, you, yo. See, you start with me. I don't yo, even do that on clubhouse. I don't yo, even do you that. You don't do that on clubhouse? Not at all. Yo, Yo, well, you do it. Well, you do it in real life. You do clubhouse talk in real life. How about that? He's an A and R on clubhouse. Yo, like real. That's real. Like that's really what it is. Like he be A and R in clubhouse, bro. He's a he's a long winded A and R clubhouse. All right, so let's go. I see now. Let's go. Listen, ten minutes or less. We got a bunch of topics. Jersey's playing defense, or he gonna be helping me out. However that go, you know what I'm saying? And Smart is probably gonna. He's going to just, you know, he's going to just let me know that. Yep. I should have known about Because every time he messes with me before we get this started, he just made me have to give him the hard questions. Listen, man. You know what I'm saying? You made me catch the Uber up here. I only got $20 left. Uh, let's go. Hurry well, up, yo. All right. So here we go. 10 minutes. Let's go. The NBA named their 75 players on the 75th anniversary as the association. Any snubs? Yo, I did look for Dwayne Wade name type hard, though. I was like, hold up. I know my boy D-Wade is uh, on his list. He got to be. And he was. So other than that, we all good. We all good. No snubs. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, you got to work for it, Clay Thompson. You got to work for no. it. I'm sorry, bro. You got to work for it. What's the oh, next one? That's why they was picking on him with 77. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't I, see. I don't follow the game. I, you got work for it anyway. So, um, what I really, what do you really think of Kyrie Irving? So, hear me out. We know he a Jersey diva. We know he a Essex County Montclair Kimberly Jersey diva. But more importantly, because he is the the enhanced version, of, the enhanced version of AI more than anything. But I gotta, I gotta give him his point. But I'm gonna keep it real with you. He's making seventy million dollars for the next two seasons combined. 
you take that tax that they're doing right now because he's because under this mandate, he's not going to get this vaccination. They're going to fine him, I believe, like over three hundred thousand dollars each home game. Okay, let's say out of this 70 million, he comes home with 56 million. The man just got paid 56 million dollars on a guaranteed contract to not do anything. Jerz, if you play for the NBA and you was going to make 56 million dollars by sitting on your because you didn't want to take no vaccination, would you do it? It depends. We got a chance to win a championship? No, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm biased, so what? Hey, and there you go. What's next? <laughs> All right, so since we're uh, still in the NBA, who are you signing with, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the best big man in the NBA. No, we're not. Who, who is it? Who is it? Jokic. Hey, yo, listen, I get it. Jokic is a better passer, absolutely, but he sure. don't have a better doubt. Well, I'm about to say down low, and I hate to use that term. He has a better post-up game. He does. <laughs> He definitely has he got a better post up game than Jokic, and no, no, I think no, you don't, no, you don't. Well, I mean, no, Jokic, Jokic got a good uh, spin move, and he always looked like his arms is bleeding for some reason. Like he always <laughs> by the second quarter, he just looked like a bunch Bruh. of scabs and band aids. I don't know what that be about. I'd be like, yo, what's wrong with him? Yo, like who hit him? Oh, like ain't nobody. Bruh. Everybody flopping the NBA. Why you look like that, dog? He be looking like a like a like a Slovakian soldier that you see on the movies. He just be looking bloody. But anyway, Joel Embiid is the best big man in the NBA. He actually stepped up and scored over 30 points. You know what I'm saying? Game seven. Ben Simmons only dropped five points. You paying a man over $30 million to average five points in scoring? No. All you had to do is just trade him off to the Golden State Warriors for Draymond Green and a couple of other players. Let him be the defensive point guard that just passes to Stephen Clay Thompson all day. They might get another ring doing it. What's next? Let's go. I um Dave is independently releasing a documentary oh, yeah. since production companies oh. are not wanting to link themselves with Dave. Oh, I saw this. What do you think about that? Yo, I love Dave Chappelle. I mean, I have never seen someone, whether it's in the hip hop era or black entertainment, that is so for their rights, so for owning their masters. This is the first one in my generation. I don't know. About you, Smarts, or you, Jers. He's the first one. I think him and Master P are the only ones where they're like, this my ma and Jay-Z. Where it's like, my masters mean so much. I'm going to go after that. And then after I get that, I'm going to show you that you cannot control me. And his beef, if you saw that clip that I showed you, mm -hmm. uh, Smarts, he was saying it's not even about the, L the LBGT community. I got love for them and they got love for me. This is about... Corporate interest mm -hmm. trying to shut me down because I found a loophole. I found a way to be bigger than your BS in America. Dave Chappelle, my dude, yo. Straight um, up. All right. Since we're, since we're in the film subject. What's up? Um, is it just me? <laughs> or did I watch How to Get Away with Murder, the movie starring Alec Baldwin? Yo, I mean. <laughs> Huh? Before you even answer it, it's more. It's more about. It's more of an episode of Lucifer than than it might be. <laughs> <laughs> then it might be how to get away with murder, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, listen. So look. First of all, R.I.P. to Bruce Lee. R.I.P. to Brandon Lee because they actually died on set, on a movie set because of these type of things. Mm -hmm. When it was supposed to be a cold gun, and that's actually a hot loaded one. Now here's the thing, and I'm only going to say this. And I'm going to keep it moving because because. I found it funny that Alec Baldwin's wife said there was no words, no words about any of this. We have no words for any of this. But you put this on Twitter. 
So if there's no words, why did you? Anyway, I ain't gonna get into that. But I guess people need news. But here's my thing. Alec Baldwin can cry all he want. He can be as empathetic all he want. The Here's the thing. Cops is going to talk to him at his hotel room, okay? He ain't never going downtown. He going to be having steak and grapes with the police chief. Oh my God, like I can't believe this tragedy. He ain't never going to jail over this. Mm-hmm. The contracts are ironclad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the boo-hooing, the hoo-booing, and I'm not even coming at Alec Baldwin. It's just the fact of the matter that he's not going to jail. And R.I.P. to the filmmaker that passed away. Okay. Um, have you ever been to a costume party? I have not. I have not. And you know what? I'm thinking because, of course, y'all know that I'm like kind of ripped now. I'm thinking about like going as like a black Kurt Angle if I ever do go to a costume party. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you gonna cut off the locks? Yo, no, no, no. Of course so you not. can't go with Kurt Angle. No, nah, I'm going. Well, of course I'm not gonna be Kurt Angle. You, you know what I'm saying? Kingston. I'll be Kareem Angle. <laughs> Just continue. <laughs> Next one. Yo, um, all right. So tell me a red flag. This whole red flag trend going around. So just go ahead, do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's mine. I got. A, I got. I got like 18 million of them. But here goes one. If you are walking down the street with the chinchilla Ugg flip-flops, right? The furry ones, right? Barefoot. It's 40 degrees outside, though. Barefoot. You mean, you mean the faux fur? With right. the faux fur, all right? And you're walking to the store, and you're going to get a black, and you mad at me because all I want to do with you is smash. That's a red flag, yo. Yo. That's a red flag. Um, Stop th- acting like I can't <laughs> just want to do just that. Like, no. No, I'm not taking you to Hook and Real. You're going to wear those. No, I'm not doing anything with you. But go inside your house. You, oh, you got your own place? I can't even take you to my place. What I feel like f- is this asshole? <laughs> I feel like other animals going to come because you came. You know what I'm saying? No. And besides, you came in here acting like a beast. I don't even know if you're a regular lady anymore. You don't wore these furry, you know what I'm saying? Like football things over here. Like you a beast, girl. Get out of here. He said he felt like other animals go because of what she got. What's the next one? Wait, hold on. Do you do this is a good time for you to run in affairs? Do you have any red flags, girl? Nah, man. Yes, I do, but I'm not gonna do it right now. I got one. Yeah. She drinks beer. And smoke cigarettes. Damn. In public. Oh, oh, super red flag. That's not even funny. That's just straight gangster <laughs> real. Like, yes. Like, that is a red you flag. Got a, you got a corona in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand? What's the next one? Come on, right, what's the right, next right, one? Right, right, right. I'm running with my head down. Right, uh, Squid Game, what say you? You know what? I'm going to be honest. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet because I, I just feel bad for these people that. That's about to just get killed for the dumbest of reasons, yo. And I don't know if y'all watch YouTube. Bori, I don't know if you watch YouTube, but uh, my man RDC World 1, he always got these little crazy LeBron skits that he do. He got one where he's like, what if black people was playing squid games? So what you see was, we about to play basketball. Whoever wins, 
is alarm. You see the black people like, oh, that's what's up. These motherfuckers is dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they started lacing up their sneakers. And they started, they got new sneakers on. They started lacing them up. They got to a lamb line. You see the white people with a sideline like, yo, this is so bull. Right, right, right. They got, their, they got their sneakers on. Yo, but they saw them in a layup line, though. <laughs> they knew they was out of here. They knew they was out of yo, here. Yo, they was dead. Yo, it's over. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. Well, look, save one for last. You don't have that much time. Haha. What did you learn from co-producer Smart's rant about black civil uh, service workers protesting with their white colleagues over mandate laws, which is a white issue? I tell you what, we got 39 seconds. Go ahead, Smarts. End the show. Tell me. Go ahead. Well, I can't tell you in 30 seconds, but basically, <laughs> we know. Hold on. We know that we are supposed to be the ones to preserve ourselves as much as we possibly could. Facts. And we out there protesting with people with a few months ago was busting us upside our head when we was out here protesting our issues. Guess what? As soon as you don't, you're not mandated to get vaxxed, Guess who's going to lose their job? Guess who's going to fire you for being late? Them. Wow. Mm. Three, mm. two, one. Take that. Well, that's the show. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at the late night flight. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here. 